everyone. Before we get to season two of Parenting Today, uh, let me remind you that we are starting new episodes on The Local Youth Worker. Season three will begin with Matthew Eichard next week. Uh, We also have new episodes for the RYM Student Podcast, so be sure to check those out. Uh, This is my conversation that I recorded with Kurt about binge-watching. Hope you guys enjoy. Hey everyone, this is Parenting Today, and I guess I should start off saying welcome back, everybody. It's been a while, and Kurt, it's been a while since we've gotten to talk. Uh, Happy New Year to you. How was your Christmas? Yes, happy 2019. What did you get, John? What did you get? Or what was your favorite thing that happened over the holidays? Favorite thing. I mean, I always love uh, watching a Christmas story and just keep it going. Uh, you know, twenty four seven on TNT. I think it's TNT. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, you know, that's always you, a, you ought to know since you've been watching it so recently. What was that? that on, you ought to know since you've been watching it so recently. Well, I just don't pay attention Which, uh, to the the station on the television. To the to the logo that's constantly emblazoned in the bottom right. <laughs> yeah, I'm just not that observant. But yeah, what, what was your highlight, Kurt, of the holidays? What was my highlight? I, I don't I don't know because it's not Christmas yet, the, uh, and we're recording this in December. <laughs> oh, Kurt, I thought we could keep. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not I'm not deceitful like you. Mm. Someone just taught me one time not to tell lies. It's written down somewhere. It's on a list or something. Yeah, I've heard, <laughs> heard something that rings a bell. Uh, yeah. Okay, everybody, we'll go ahead and let you in it's it's actually december 13th right now and we're recording this ahead of time uh, because we're going to have christmas vacation and you know new year's we're going to take some time off so we thought we would pretend like it's the new year since you're john thought that we could pretend uh, we just john want- said hey let's pretend it's 2019 and i said in my head excellent let's make john look bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah so Anyway, I guess we'll just keep this going. We won't edit, edit it all out. But, uh, yeah, like I said, we obviously want to take some time off, be with our families over the holidays. We're not going to be recording, and so we wanted to record. Uh, hey, before we, before we get started, John, yeah? real question about 2019. I know Deshaun Watson's you're... awesome. That's what you're going to ask? No, keep going. Fan- <laughs> I thought you can ask about fantasy football. No, I'm not. Um I was just going to ask, I don't know if you're a New Year's resolutions guy, but is there something that you want to do in 2019 that you weren't able to do in 2018? That's a good question. I I mean, sometimes I am a little bit of a a New Year's resolution kind of guy. I mean, I think it's good to have goals and, uh, you know, just the beginning of a new year does kind of mark. Thinking over disciplines in your life, lack of disciplines and ways in which you can you know, pray and ask the Lord to, to help you grow in certain areas. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't really know uh, what, I haven't thought that far ahead well, yet. What about I, you? Um, I know we're going to get to binge watching here in a minute, but one thing that uh, a minister on our staff does lots of times is he'll ask us uh, when we have our staff retreats, we have a staff retreat typically in at the first of the year and just talk about the previous year and then what we want to do in the coming year. And, one question that he always asks is, well, in 2019, what do you want to start doing and what do you want to stop doing? Um, and I think it's a kind of a helpful little thing uh, to run through your mind uh, whenever you're doing anything, whether it's the start of a new year or a new season of parenting today or a new whatever it is, that um, what do we want to start um, that we're not doing now? And then what do we want to stop? So anyway, I don't know if that's helpful to our listeners or not, but it's just something I'd pass along. Yeah, but, uh, that's good. 
That's good we're, to think we're, about. We're set up to talk about binge watching today. Binge watching. Now, John, for those who have no idea what binge watching is, they probably have never listened to a podcast either. But, <laughs> <laughs> but could you could you give us quickly what like a definition of binge watching? What it what it constitutes binge watching? Binge watching for you, or mm. really for anyone? Yeah, uh, binge watching. It would be to watch many or all episodes of a TV series in rapid succession. And I'm just reading that straight from Merriam-Webster uh, dictionary. Um, but 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 that's interesting. I mean, hearing that again, to watch many or all episodes of a TV series in rapid succession. Uh, the fact that Merriam-Webster now has a definition for this term is telling, right? Uh, that it's yep. it's been adopted as a term, and uh, it's something most of us are are familiar with. Um, but I think even backing up and just thinking about the definition of binge, you know, to binge or binging on something. I mean, uh, oftentimes, I mean, if you just look up that definition on on Google, it says a short period devoted to indulging in an activity to excess, especially drinking alcohol or eating. Um, so we think of it. the first time I was going to say the first time that I ever heard the word binge was in relation to, and I always mess this up. Uh, bulimia mm. is bulimia where you force yourself to regurgitate. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yes, okay. Yeah. I always mess up the difference between those two things. Um, the it and anorexia. But the first time that I ever even heard that term was the idea of something called binge and purge, which would be you eat a ton of food and then you, you know, get rid of that food quickly. Um, so it's obviously, it's, it doesn't, the connotation of the word binge has changed, uh, I'd say in the last 15, in this millennia, in the 2000s, it's kind of changed from something that I think a lot of people considered maybe negatively to something that is more common and maybe even considered positively. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's something that, um, I mean, I've said it a few times before that, and this is something we'll get into a little bit later. But you know, should Christians even use the term, you know, binge watching, or I binged those episodes, or binge listen to a podcast? And I think you even easy, easy, yeah. easy. Well, you even we, we you like even that. joked about that. I think in one of our, our podcasts. But um, yeah. you know, I, I do think at the very least, and again, we're, we're getting a little bit ahead, but we've got to be cautious of how we, we use those words, throw those words around because of what they previously meant. Like you said, the connotations associated with those words um, are obviously not positive. Um, but you know, before we get into that, we wanted to clearly define, okay, what is binge watching? Uh, most of you are, are familiar with that. Um, and but let's go into kind of creational good, uh, like we try to do, and then get into some of the effects of the fall. And then on Thursday, we'll uh, discuss ways in which we can redeem this. Not necessarily, you know, redeeming the term or redeeming the practice, but just kind of some positive ways to to maybe think about this. Uh, so so look, some of the creational good. I mean, when we think about, um, you know, let's just say TV shows, and you know, we're talking about binge watching a lot of these tv shows on netflix or amazon prime or hulu however whatever platform you use uh, some of the just kind of creational good of television shows 
So I think some of the good is just the entertainment of you know television. We we can enjoy watching shows and we can enjoy watching movies and that that can be can a, I, a good thing. Can for I sure. jump in? Yeah, absolutely. Can I jump in and say, John? Like, let's. I think one thing we want to say is like, what are the shows that get binged watch binge watched? I gotta be careful about how I say that. I guess. Um, what are the shows? I, I don't know. When I talk to my students, um, the shows that they binge watch. Well, first of all, they binge watch almost everything. There's mm-hmm. not anything. Um, I, I, the last time that I can remember a show where people weren't binge watching it um, was Breaking Bad, and the only reason and people binge watch that now, but when I, I can remember, you know, maybe four or five years ago, when it, that it was, you know, a weekly thing, and people were getting ready for the next season. And I guess there's shows like that now, although I'm not really sure what they are. But for my students. They binge watch uh, The Office, uh, Parks and Rec, uh, so comedies, uh, and Friends, um, which is kind of funny to me because Friends was really popular when I was in high school and college. So um, I guess some things never change. But uh, those they binge watch a lot of comedies, uh, like those 22-minute, 23-minute shows. Um, and sometimes they'll, go, they'll get an unhealthy amount of those done. Um, and then I guess some of the like prestige dramas to get binge watched. Um, so uh, I, Breaking Bad, I've, I've already mentioned, so we'll just say that one if someone yeah. hasn't seen that. that that's one that a lot of students talk about binge watching. And what's funny is, I, I mean, I can remember, and, and I guess this predates the term, but uh, the show 24. Uh, which oh, yeah. I, I'll, I'll go ahead and admit I've never seen one episode of Twenty Four, and you can make. Fun only of seen me. one. I've only seen one episode. Really? So, but wow. Switch one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we yeah. actually. I think this is a good. This is going to be a good segue. But we actually got invited, Marty, my wife and I got invited to uh, a, a Twenty Four watch party at someone's house while we were in seminary. Like, come to our house, and we all wa- watch Twenty Four. And in the middle of the episode uh keeper sutherland's character stabs like slowly stabs another guy in the knee like torturing him and marty was like i'm not watching this we're not we're not coming back to any of these parties uh-huh. <laughs> so you yeah, made it through one hour of 24 yeah we made it through one hour of 24 um you know i think that if we look back in time you know the advent of netflix is what's it's you know and streaming services netflix hulu um amazon prime video uh have really that that's where streaming became and binge watching became a real thing. P- I remember people used to get DVDs or DVDs of seasons to catch up. One of yeah. the big ones was lost. I don't know if you remember that show. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually had a student uh, many years ago, probably 10 years ago say, Hey, there's a show on television and I've got all the DVDs and I want you to watch it with me, but you got to catch up. So, and you just gave me like the first four seasons of lost and there went me and Marty's evenings for like, I don't know, a couple months, we yeah. would just watch those episodes. And there's just something, uh, there's something exciting and engaging about getting into that story and then being able to watch that next story and, and want, and, and really like escaping. I, I just, just distinctly remember this is before we had children, uh, Marty and I staying up and watching lost and we would, after one ended, we would just look at each other on these DVDs <laughs> that a student of mine named Brooks gave us. Um, and we would say, uh, all right, uh, you want to do? We just look at each other. What are we going to do? One more, yeah. and uh, you know, looking at the time, trying to figure out. And there, that was a fun. I mean, that was a yeah. fun escape 
for us and something that we shared. So. Yeah, and and that's something. Yeah. I, yeah, Ashley and I did the same thing with loss. We, we enjoyed loss, and it is that feeling of you'd finish one and we uh, we both okay, this is the last one, and then it ends. And you're like, ah, okay, one, <laughs> one more. Um, you know, and I can remember. I mean, as I was talking about 24, uh, <laughs> I guess I'm not trying to throw my parents under the bus here, but they got into it so much they were and. Look, we're referencing blockbuster video here. They called me and Jackson and said, "Hey, do they have this season of Twenty Four in at your blockbuster?" Because they were so into it. And, uh, and so I look. There's I, only, I think there's only one blockbuster still open. It's in Alaska. I'm yeah, pretty sure there's, there's still a blockbuster open in Alaska. I, I think you're you're right. It's somewhere. Yeah, somewhere in that direction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> out that way. Um, but yeah, so I can remember a friend sitting me down, talking to me about 24 and why I needed to start watching 24. And so that was just kind of the first time where it seemed like Lost and 24 both kind of raised the bar on television shows and all of a sudden made them these kind of movie-like quality. Uh, and now, you know, we would say television shows have kind of uh, surpassed the movies. Uh, but but getting a little bit on a tangent, bringing us back, just the ent- entertainment uh, aspect of this that we know that that's a a fun good thing we can enjoy we need to think too just as somebody else named james harleman pointed this out that we kind of talk about the word entertainment um in a wrong way that oftentimes we say oh i just want to be entertained and we kind of use it as like a mindless word but entertainment actually means you know thinking about something or dwelling on something that if you know, I present a question to you. you, you might say, let me entertain that thought. And you're saying, okay, I want to take that and think about it, <clears throat> you know, for a while. And so entertainment can kind of have some negative connotations. Oh, we're just doing this for entertainment. But all that to say, entertainment can be a creational good we can enjoy. I mean, you talked about escaping, um, you know, getting into a story uh, where we can kind of escape can be a good thing. You know, that can also be a bad thing, which we'll talk about uh, in a in a little bit. Uh, it's a shared experience. You know, you're talking about watching Lost with your wife. I was talking about watching Lost with my wife. It's fun to go on an adventure together and movies mm-hmm. and television can can do that. I mean, books can do that um, as well, obviously. But but these are some of the creational goods of just storytelling. Uh, again, <clears throat> God is the master storyteller and stories resonate with all of us, uh, with Christians especially, you know, for sure. And And so... Uh, we can enjoy these stories uh, through television. Well, well, I would say another correctional good, if we talk about binge watching and streaming, and is that, uh, I mean, we're old enough to remember when uh, you scheduled your life around some of these television shows. You know, you know, Friends, I believe, came on Thursday night. Uh, Seinfeld came on Thursday night. And people would schedule their lives around these shows. They would say, all right, well, on Thursday night, I'm not going to, um, go out or do anything because I've got to stay in to watch whatever it is. And I, I don't know when that, that, that could still be the case now with other shows. I should probably go ahead and say that I don't watch a ton of television. So, um, or like cable television. So I don't know when the shows come on, but, um, I was going to say one, maybe one other thing is that the advent of binge watching has made it where, uh, you can, uh, you can, you can store up these shows and watch them at when you can, when you want to, you don't have to. uh, I mean, I'm old enough to actually remember when, if you missed a show, if you missed an episode of a show, you just never saw it again. Oh, you just (laughs) said that was, I mean, I'm revealing my age here, but it's just, well, that, that you'll have to wait till the DVDs come out, you know, in two years or DVDs weren't even invented at the time. So, um, yeah, I was just going to say, 
you can kind of load up the shows for later. So there's kind of an efficiency to it too. You can say, okay, well, I don't have time every week, but this week, you know, I have this day off and I can watch three of these shows and catch up. And that way I can talk about it at the water cooler with my friends. Um, or if there's a show that's still going on, you can get the previous seasons and kind of like plow through them a little bit faster so that you can be a part of that shared experience, that social, the social part of television, which I think is, you know, something that, we're kind of losing, I guess we're going to get to that in the fall, but just that, that, did you see that? Did you, you know, and everyone talks about it at the water cooler the next morning. Um, anyway, yeah, I guess that's another good, you're talking about, you know, missing a show. If you just miss it, uh, in Jackson, Mississippi, when, uh, the, the finale of friends was aired, some person, uh, crashed, into like like went off the road crashed into the television station or whatever the radar that you know sends out the, the television signal and it went Sat- off satellite <laughs> there satellite don't, I was, don't I was use radar <laughs> <laughs> well i think it was morse code john is binge like... watching on a ham radio <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna get the word so thank you uh, <clears throat> so they, they, they crashed into this satellite and the show went off. I mean, no, they didn't was... crash into the satellite. Hold on, they didn't what? send a rocket ship up into the air. They crashed into the dish that receives the satellite signal. We're no, going to get there. No, they, We're they, get there. they hit a ramp and went up into space, like <laughs> out of the atmosphere awesome. into a satellite. Um, okay, but yeah, the the show went off. I mean, I want to say the first ten minutes aired, or maybe fifteen minutes, and then all of a sudden mm. the screen just went black. And I remember we were all sitting there. I think what happened, and you know, people are calling each other, and anyway, they finally put a um, little banner across and said, "Hey, they'll air the remainder of this at I don't know 3 a.m." But they couldn't mm-hmm. even show the entire episode; they could only show the part that got cut out because of rights, you know, that NBC mm-hmm. owned and things like that. So all that to say, you know, at that point there was no YouTube, there was no just getting on and trying to catch mm-hmm. up some way. So it was like you know, people in the Jackson, Mississippi area just missed you know, the finale of Friends, um, which, mm. anyway, that's just... She a, got off crazy. the plane. Yes, she, she did, yes. Yeah. But see, there might be some people listening. she would. That's yeah. a major spoiler, Kurt. Um, yeah, so anyway, that's a little <laughs> anecdote there. Um, are you still laughing about the whole radar and satellite thing? Kurt? Yes, absolutely <laughs> I am. <laughs> I won't edit it. I'll leave it in there. So uh, look, yeah, please leave it in there. Any <laughs> they hit the radar. <laughs> just, the words weren't coming, Kurt. You, you've had all, that happen before. All kinds of planes crashed, but John was worried about the last forty-five minutes of friends. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so look, should we get into the fall here? Yeah, I think we should. I think we might already be there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, I want to. I want to. I want to just um, kind of segue from. We were talking about the shared experience, about calling people when you're watching that final episode. And I, the last, like like I said, again, I'm not with it in the culture, but the last show that was like that for me or that I remember was Breaking Bad. That was when AMC was at the, its zenith and they had Breaking Bad and Mad Men, I think, at the same time. And everyone was like, where did this come from? And people were watching should, those shows. Should you yeah. give any kind of disclaimer about Breaking Bad if anybody doesn't know that or Mad Men? Oh, it's... Yeah, sure. I mean, both those shows are got a lot of stuff in them that would be objectionable. Um, so I'm not, uh, I'm not advocating or advertising for those shows. I'm just saying this is the last time I remember where 
people were actually talking about, I've got to be somewhere on Sunday night to watch this, you know, you know, to watch this show. And, um, so any shows that I mention are not a recommendation or some kind of like advertisement. Um, I just think it's, it needs to be but, said. There, yeah. Those yeah. who might just so, not know and be like, oh, I'm going to check out this Breaking Bad that you're, you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, it's a, it's a show. I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's a show about a guy who cooks meth. So um, look out for that. But yeah, I've seen all the episodes of Breaking Bad. So um, uh, all that to say is that there was this shared experience where people that I was friends with we would talk to each other during the week about what was going on and what we thought was going to happen. And with the advent of binge watching, that aspect has diminished. And I'll, I'll, I'll take one show that you can only watch for it via streaming service as an example. You know, they release all the episodes to Stranger Things, season one and two. They release them all at the same time. And they do this with a lot of shows, but I'm just picking this one because this seems to be a pretty popular one. Um, and uh, uh, not again, not to endorse Stranger Things, the uh, but they release them all at once. And if they had, because they do it that way, and because people binge it and watch the whole season, you know, in a day or two days or three days, there's not that weekly like, oh, well, what do you think? There's the social aspect of the show kind of gets diminished. Now, if you watch it with someone, you know, you can talk with that person. But a lot, I would probably guess that a lot of people are watching these shows by themselves. They're watching them on their phones. Um, and they're, you know, that, and maybe they go onto the internet and they talk on a message board, you know, like on Reddit or, you know, on, you know, Stranger Things, Wikipedia, or I don't know, whatever. You know, maybe that's where they get their social interaction. And I would say that's a diminished social interaction. But gone are the days of the water cooler discussion of the show that only comes out once a week. Um, th- those, you know, that may happen in, with an older generation, but this younger generation, you're, you know, if you're listening to this and you're a parent, your kids, they're not going to experience that. They're getting all their episodes at once. And there's just not that waiting and that all the things that come along with that. And I think that actually detracts from, um, what is good about, uh, you know, media and entertainment in that it causes us to be drawn together. And because of that, you know, and I know I'm on a little bit of a you know soapbox here, but I'll say that now because that is not there, because people are watching so much streaming so much and they're not, uh, you know, watching these weekly shows and talking about it, what they end up talking about are politics. <laughs> you know, politics are the are the thing that everyone talks about. Um, because it's, you know, the news cycle, whatever's going on in the news and little wonder that there's so much division and arguments and that, you know, it seems so, um, intense in that realm is because people aren't sitting around talking about the end of lost or, you know, what happened on the episode of Seinfeld anymore. They're just not doing it. And because of that, I think it's changed our culture. And, um, anyway, so now that, that's interesting to, to, um, because before this, again, as we've told uh, everyone before, that we don't really discuss this a whole lot, and we just have a few bullet points. We don't really, um, you know, uh, we just kind of start this and see where the conversation goes. And I actually just at a bullet point put a shared experience under the creational good, and Kurt even said, hey, I think that could be a bad thing as well. And, and I think that's a good point, Kurt. Like you said, we're kind of missing out or missing a certain aspect of this Shared experience that, again, like you said, just using the water cooler example, everybody's showing up on Friday to talk about 
you know, the Friends episode that aired the night before or Seinfeld even before that, that it's just kind of people can watch them whenever they want or, you know, somebody brings up, hey, did you see this episode? And they could say, oh, well, I, I binged that like a month ago. Um, so, so you just kind mm. of miss some of that experience together for sure. And I mean, an aspect of this is maybe some um, impatience that, you know, again, we, we can, as we're dating ourselves, we can remember a season ended and you just had to wait until, you know, the next you know, three months or a year or whatever it was when, when the next season would come out. And sometimes it was a cliffhanger. And again, you just had to, to wait until it came out. I mean, you know, we think of, I know this is using a movie example, but the Lord of the Rings trilogy, you know, that they would release those every year. And, you know, sometimes that seems like a long time, but I mean, before that, let's go back to, you know, Star Wars. Uh, when you have That's going on right now. That's yeah. going on right now with, with uh, the Avengers. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, I mean, the trailer. You know, again, we're recording this in December, but the trailer for the uh, the sequel to Infinity War uh, just came out, and people are waiting to find out. And that's kind of like a rare thing. I think the shows and the movies that can incorporate that are the ones that uh, stay in the zeitgeist or the cultural like mind or spirit the longest, and have the you know a show that I do not watch, but that is all over the culture right now is um, is Game of Thrones. And I know that they have one more season left and I don't know when it comes out, but I know that people are, you can, you already see articles talking about when is this thing going to come out and people are waiting for it. Um, and so, and it, it adds a permanence to it, but even more than that, I would say one of the problems with binge watching is, you know, when Lost was out and it was coming out every week, I was talking about that with students and we were, you know, at Lost, lent itself to some spiritual discussion um Absolutely. in of itself uh, i think all shows do by the way um whether it's uh you know stranger things or breaking bad or lost or whatever show it is i think all shows to one extent or another lead themselves to some spiritual discussions but i was talking about that with students and like you know it's just an easy way to start a conversation on a one-on-one okay well you know like what do you think is going to happen and you know we lose that. We lose that with binge watching. Um, people are not talking about, you know, stranger things. They're just not talking about stranger things right now, even though it's a, allegedly like a really hot, you know, intellectual property because everyone binge watched it when it came out. And now it's like over. Um, well, and, it was over in a week. And just a question too. I mean, you brought up stranger things. Why do you think, well, I, I know the answer to this, I guess, but Netflix, why not just release episode one, you know, Thursday, whenever, and then wait and release the next one. The next week. Why do you think Netflix doesn't do that? I don't. I don't know why. I get um, some of it is money. I mean, just keeping yeah. people on their site um, for sure. Uh, but but two, it seems like it could just you know maybe one episode comes out and says somebody watches it and then they think, okay, I'm going to go back and watch that again. And what did I miss? And you, you could watch mm-hmm. it again and again and then kind of build up some uh, excitement for the next one. Uh, but but you, you mm-hmm. just wonder why a lot of the platforms aren't. Going back to that model, um, I don't know. It's it's maybe they think about. maybe they will maybe they will, but just on I'm thinking about talking about it. Um, what we lose with binge watching is that I just what I miss is talking with students and with friends about shows, uh, and I think that's a that's a real negative side of binge watching. Um, is that we we're so impatient, we want our shows and we want them right now. We want to know what happens. But the tension of waiting, that's when all the good stuff happened, really. That's when all the discussion about what, you know, 
what does this mean? Or, you know, what are they trying to say? Or, you know, that all, all the good conversations happen when you're waiting for that next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, do you, if you're watching a show with your kids, you know, maybe you're, y'all are watching a show together and I don't, I don't know what shows you might watch, but, um, you know, if you're watching a show with your kids, if it only comes out once a week, then, you know, you've got time to talk with your kids about that. But if you're binge watching it, you know, like you Netflix auto plays the next episode, yeah. you don't even get five seconds to talk about like, you know, what do we, what's happening here? What does it mean? You know, what's the spiritual import of this? Mm-hmm. So I think that's a real, um, I think that's a real drawback to binge watching is that you lose some of that cultural uh, social aspect. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I would agree completely. And like I said, I mean, just the impatience factor um, that there's just this, we're kind of creating a generation and even manifesting itself in our own hearts of just not wanting to wait for something and just have mm. to have it immediately. And so that's a negative aspect. And you're also losing, you know, the, the notion of just anticipating something, you know, that, that sometimes, I mean, I mean just taking you know, vacations or travel as an example, some of the fun of going on, you know, a great trip is anticipating it, you know, thinking Mm -hmm. about it, planning it, it, thinking about what you're Mm going to see, what you're going to experience. And so kind of relaying that to to binge watching, it kind of, it takes away anticipation. There's no, uh, some of that excitement is, uh, is just gone because we're not allowed to anticipate it. Um, and, and Kurt, look, we're at, uh, 29 minutes and 30 seconds. Uh, so let's start to wind this down and continue, uh, the, the discussion of the fall on, on Thursday. I mean, there, there's some questions we have out there of should Christians use the term binge watch? Uh, look, is binge watching simply idolatry? Uh, why do we binge watch? What are some of those heart motives for binge watching? So let's answer some of those questions on Thursday and then kind of continue it into the restoration uh, category as well. Uh, so Kurt, do you want to take us out? Uh, yeah, that's great. Hey guys, thank y'all for uh, joining us. Uh, we're going to be back Thursday. Uh, with our next episode uh, on binge watching as John's already discussed and I hope you John I'll see you in a couple days and until then I hope you have a great Wednesday yeah happy new year Kurt